0: Hello, uh, my name is Martin Tossi, and um, I'm bringing out some new DVDs for Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, the first time they've ever been on DVD, and uh, I'm going to be talking on screen and beyond.
1: Welcome to episode 68 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian Zemarak, and this, of course, is the show that brings you the latest of what's coming out on DVD as far as TV and movies and, of course, remakes, sequels and new movies coming your way. It's all right here. We're going to take a peek at different things, but we also have our interview segment. And, of course, we have a great guest for you on this show. We have Martin Tassi. He is the, was a producer of Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, and now he is the man behind bringing out Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, the 60th anniversary premiere collector's edition, coming out to DVD on Tuesday, August 11th, and the only place you can get it is at KuklaFranandOllie.com. Now, this is a classic show. It started in the 40s, and I'm, I'm not even going to go into it because it, it spans all the generations, and martin is going to talk about that and uh he has some fascinating stories to share with us and you don't want to miss this one so stick around it's coming up in just a few minutes but right now let's check out what's heading your way as far as remakes right here on on screen and beyond
2: up and try again.
1: Well, Remake Madness continues, Nightmare on Elm Street. A remake, uh, you know, that isn't actually that old, but uh, that's right. Uh, We've spoken about it previously, and now we have a few release updates on it. And they're saying it will come to theaters on April 30th, 2010. And Jackie Earl Haley will be playing the lead, Freddy Krueger, this time around. And The Boys from Brazil is getting a remake. It's set for 2012, and it's based on the Ira Levine novel. And the Broadway play Rock of Ages has been optioned to be made into a movie, and they're currently looking at a 2010 release on that one. Coming up next, upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, if you've wondered what's coming your way as far as movies, we've got the peek into the future for you. A new film called Burt Wonderstone is in the works currently in the scripting stage. And it's a comedy about a Vegas magician who accidentally kills his performing partner and he struggles to regain his hocus-pocus focus while taking on a rival illusionist. And look for a 2010 release on that one. In 2011, it's going to bring us Spy vs. Stu. It's a comedy starring Pierce Brosnan about a regular guy who takes his girl on an island vacation to propose. But a spy sets his eye on the girl and becomes Stu's rival. And a film titled The Originals is in development for 2011 from director Ron Howard. It's about a group of 20-somethings who meet for a weekend in New York after learning a teacher who shaped their childhoods has fallen into a mysterious coma. And that's about it for upcoming movies. Coming up next, taking you down to Sequel City, what's coming out for sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond sequels from on screen and beyond it looks like wanted Two. it's still not here yet but wanted three is currently being scripted for a 2012 release and beverly hills chihuahua is headed for a 2010 release from walt disney pictures and 2012 will bring us rounders 2 starring matt damon and it is currently listed as in the pitch stage and that's about it for sequels coming up next from on screen and beyond what's coming out for tv on dvd TV on DVD on August 11th, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, the 60th anniversary premiere Collector's Edition, comes to DVD, and it's available online only at kuklafranandolli.com. And we have an interview with the producer of the show, Martin Tassi. And that's coming up in our interview segment in just a few minutes right here. So stick around for that. October 6th, look for Ally McBeal, the complete series coming to DVD on a 32-disc DVD collection. And on September 23rd, look for Showtime's The Brotherhood as it hits stores on DVD in its third and final season. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, well, it looks like September 1st, Turner Classic Movies is releasing a series of sets perfect for any film buff. The first one is TCM Greatest Classic Films Sci-Fi, and this set includes 2001 A Space Odyssey, Soylent Green, Forbidden Planet, and The Time Machine. Now, those are four classics. They also are coming out with TMC Greatest Classic Films Murder Mysteries. With these films, listen to this, The Maltese Falcon, The Big Sleep, Dial M for Murder, and The Postman Always Rings Twice. Bunch of good movies there. And TMC Greatest Classic Films Horror Film Set. And that one includes House of Wax, The Haunting, Freaks, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So those are some great things if you're a movie buff. And uh, if you're listening to this show, most likely you are. Okay, that's about it for Movies on DVD. Now, coming up next, we have uh, an interview that is it's, its just a fascinating thing to listen to this man talk because he's got so many stories about Kukla, Fran, and Ollie that it is unbelievable. And uh, uh, Martin Tassi is going to be here, and he's going to talk about, uh, of course, the, the Kukla, Fran, and Ollie 60th Anniversary Premier Collector's Edition set that's coming out this Tuesday, August 11th. And um, then he tells us so many great things. So you got to—we're going to get right into it because I want you to hear this. So it's uh, coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we're talking with a producer of a true American classic TV show which uh, this year celebrates its 60th anniversary and we're talking about Kukla Fran and Ollie. And we're joined today by Martin Tossi and uh, welcome to On Screen and Beyond, Martin.
0: Thank you, Brian. I'm very glad to be here.
1: Well, Martin, uh, Kukla Fran and Ollie, it was it was basically such a simple concept, yet it was so it has become so endeared in the hearts of people everywhere. Uh, why do you think that was?
0: I think it was, I think it was, uh, I think it came about, uh, Brian, for for three different reasons. Uh, It started back in 1947 in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, very interesting story there. Uh, I'll come back to it and give you an interesting story about how it really started. But it started there, and television was something brand new, and that was starting in 1947 and the baby boomers were starting to appear in 1947 and they were the first kids to grow up with television and they they were watching something on the screen that nobody's ever seen before i mean all those different shows not a lot of different shows but they would watch with their parents particularly with Cuckoo, Fran and ollie and it bonded with them mm-hmm. uh... they bonded with their with their family and they bonded with the program and uh... It stayed with them um all their all their life i can tell you stories that are are so fascinating in their uh in their depth and unusualness that no wonder it stayed in their mind for example when Kukla, Fran and ali um became very very successful uh, starting about um in nineteen forty nine uh december uh, august in nineteen forty nine they went on the network for for uh, NBC mm-hmm. and they became very, very popular and so popular that the bars around Chicago would close down at seven o'clock when they came on the air <laughs> and allow the par- the parents to bring their kids in to watch on TV sets that r c a Victor had given the bars for for nothing, so people would come watch the TV and buy the TV.
1: Ah, good marketing. (laughs) Isn't
0: it? And it it became something very unusual because the kids were sitting there having their first drink at a bar. (laughs) Coca-Cola, of course. (laughs) And they were having a wonderful time, and the parents were having a wonderful time. And something like that really does stick with you, I would think.
2: Don't Mm you think so? Oh, yes. yeah. And
0: that's what's what's embedded in the the minds of so many... um, Baby boomers, that kind of thing with Cuckoo, Fran, and Ollie.
1: Yeah. So now, uh, you say they became really popular. Well, they NBC took them over in 1949. So yes. So the first they, two they, years?
0: They started earlier than that. Mm-hmm. They started actually on uh, tillstrom's birthday, October, October the 13th, 1947. Uh,
1: so what were they on at that time? Local? They were on a
0: local station in Chicago.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: And um, when when they were given an opportunity by nbc to come on to nbc nbc wanted him for five days five nights a week Wow, isn't that something yeah can you imagine that (laughs) it's the only it's the only other it it was the only uh... primetime show that went five times a week in the history of television until jay leno the the other day or nbc decided to take jay leno out of nate late television and mm-hmm. put him into prime time
2: yep, five yeah. times a week. Uh-huh.
0: So that's how unique they are.
2: Yeah. Geez.
0: And it was, a, it, was a, it was, he found Fran. Fran was on another program, very, very popular program called um, Don McNeil's Breakfast Club. And she played a character named uh, Aunt Fanny. And she was very, very popular. And she was on that in the morning and when nbc asked bird to come on and do a a five-night a week show he knew he couldn't do it by himself for such a long period of time he had to have somebody else mm-hmm. and at a war bond uh, rally he saw fran and liked what she did and how she sang and so forth and approached her and said how would you like to be da 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 and the next thing they knew it was kugler fran and ollie mm. That's how it all started huh. Gee. so they were they were they were very, very good, and the the unusualness of the program and why it was so very genuinely funny and so genuinely warm and uh was the fact that it was totally uh in, uh contemporaneous mm-hmm. Bert Tilstrom who was the voice and the manipulator and the singing voice of all twelve Cuckalopolitans?
1: Wow! Can you imagine that? Yeah, that must—that's hard to do.
0: <laughs> it's hard to look at the look at the Muppets today. One person, or or maybe three people,
2: right? Yeah,
0: have one one puppet. Hmm. He was the voice, and that, and on top of it, being extemporaneous, he was creating the program as he was going along.
1: Jeez.
0: Can you
1: imagine that? <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, trying to keep everything in order and then, you know, think of not just what the characters are saying, but the, like you say, creating the show as it goes. It's, exactly. That is
2: really... But you something. see
0: with the puppet on each hand, he couldn't hold a script.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so Jeez. they were they
0: were forced to do it. And and so whenever you see Fran laugh on Cuckoo Fran and Ollie, that's a genuine laugh. You can look at her. You can see that she's not baring her teeth. <laughs> And pretending to laugh at yeah. a bad joke.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She was generally funny because she was hearing it for the first time.
1: Now, how did she know what to sing? Had that would, Was that planned? Here's,
0: here's how they did it. Here's how they did it, Brian. They came on the air at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Fran came over from uh, the breakfast club and having a little bit of lunch. And uh, they all sat around. Uh, the two of them and Jack Fascianato, who was the pianist and who wrote a lot of uh, special material for the show, they sat around and discussed what the show might be that day. Sometimes they would take things right out of the the, uh, headlines. For example, we have one of our DVDs in our box set is uh, called Get on the Dragon Wagon. And it's all about uh, maybe Ollie was going to run for office. Mm-hmm. Because the, and, and it was done at a time when there was actually uh, an election going on. Ah. So they would take things from the headlines, and they would sit around and discuss it and get an idea in their head of the, what the thread would be. Uh, and then F- Fashionado would uh, say, well, how about a few songs or something? And they would do a standard song or something that he might have uh, done in a previous show or something of that nature, mm-hmm. so they would rehearse the song, and have the dinner, and at seven o'clock, they were on the air live. Wow! <laughs> One camera live.
1: So did did anything things go wrong sometimes being oh, live?
0: Sure, but then the, but the, the thing the thing of it is that they had to be quick and and uh, uh, nimble, to say the least.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: to fix it because there's nothing they could do. They couldn't stop the camera. Yeah. And if they they didn't have another camera that they could cut to and edit the show because they were live.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, were there any times when you can remember, like a uh, uh, one of the puppets maybe losing an eye or something like that, or, or anything anything ever happened like that?
0: No, but uh, every once in a while, some, they would drop something, and the, the other uh, other puppets would say something about it or help them pick it up or something of that nature. <laughs> uh, um, but generally, they would they had to just sort of. Work it away uh, out of the of the mess because of the uh, of uh, of their own humorous uh, approach. Mm -hmm. They got of course working so long together. When they went on the air, Brian, uh, they were supposed to be on the air for a a year, and they were on the air for ten years doing five shows.
1: Jeez, I mean that's a lot.
0: (laughs) I mean a
2: week. (laughs) Jeez,
0: isn't that something?
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: So they know each other. And they didn't. They were not. They were not. They were friends of each other, but they didn't. They weren't the kind of friends that they spent all their time together. Mm-hmm. And for one very good reason, I think, and that is that they didn't want to have uh, a, an intimate relationship where they would get angry at each other and wouldn't talk to each other and so forth, and then bring that to the to the station that night, for example.
2: Yeah.
0: And then and not be. Uh, uh, not be Kukla and Ollie and Fran.
1: Hmm. Now, is it true that Fran never went backstage? With... She never did. Yeah. Huh. She
0: loved those puppets. And of course, her love for the puppets and her sincerity, her sincerity is what helped the audience watching go right along with her and be as equally, uh, interested in the puppets. And, and if you, if you watch, there's a wonderful song in um, uh, um musical, mm-hmm. uh, and one, which is one of our five DVDs. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it's she she sings a song with with uh, Ollie, and you can look at Ollie as you're watching the song, just the two of them, and Ollie will look at her, and you would swear, Brian, that he was absolutely in love with her.
2: Hmm.
0: from the expression on his face. Well, his face is made with with leather and wood. Right, yeah. yeah. But there he was. Hmm. And you knew he loved her very, very much.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's amazing how they can get out of a static, you know, virtually it's a static, you know, they can move it around and everything, but it's still a static object, and they can get so much life out of them.
0: Well, also keep in mind, also keep in mind, one other major problem that they had, they had to come down at 29 minutes and 30 seconds, mm-hmm. period. They couldn't go over time. Yeah, yeah, because – they couldn't go under time. Right. <laughs> and they did it. And, I, and I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. When I, when I bought this library of these uh, 26 uh, color shows that were shot for uh, PBS – This is the only color library of Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, is the one that I own now and the one that we're bringing out on DVDs. Wow. Uh, All of the others were kinescopes, black and white kinescopes that were, they would do a show in Chicago on film and they'd film it, and then that one film would go to the East Coast and one film would go to the West Coast. And uh, the, the, the two coasts were a day behind Chicago. Wow. And those kinescopes are still alive. 740. Endoscopes. Oh, god! Oh. Every one of them was a program for Cuckoo, Fran and Ollie. Do you believe that? Huh? But they come, They had to come down at 29:30. Well, when I got, when I bought this uh, beginning of this library, 26 shows from the Chicago uh, PBS station, um, I turned around and thought, you know, I'll bet NBC would be interested in syndicating these because they gave Cuckoo, Fran and Ollie their first network. You know, beginning, mm-hmm. and by golly, I was right. The only, the only thing that they threw at me was, we, we, we want 39 shows, and you've only got 26. So I had to call up Burr, uh, Burr and Fran and said, "How would you guys like to come back and do 13 more shows?" And they came out to Chicago, out from from Chicago, out here to Los Angeles. And we shot the last 13 shows here, and I was the producer of the last 13 shows of Google Fan, and Ollie. And the first couple of shows, I was so nervous about the 29, 30 seconds. But by golly, Brian, they did not miss 13 times. They did not miss 29, 30 seconds.
1: Boy, I mean, that's, that's amazing timing to be able to amazing do that. Amazing
0: timing, and all this time, they are making this whole show up
1: yeah, right I mean... in front of your eyes. I mean, that's, that's incredible that, that somebody could do that. I mean, yep. you know, I mean, you see stand-up comics doing things and, and, you know, they're doing a show, but virtually there's no real time limit on what they're doing other than, you know, well, it's time for the next guy, okay, I'm done.
0: But, and, you, and you have to keep, you have to be in, you have to have the pacing in mind.
2: Oh, yeah. You
1: have to have, a,
0: a, leading up to a story to a big payoff, et cetera, and so forth. Yeah. All of that is going on with that guy back there behind that blue scrim and with a puppet on each hand, and <laughs> Fran talking to them.
1: Now, was he able to see? Did they have a uh, monitor so he could see what was going on? Yes,
0: but if, he, if you were backstage and you were looking out through the, through the scrim, uh, he, he could see what was going on with, by a monitor to the right. Uh-huh. But then he could look at the scrim and watch the, what he wanted to do uh, uh, in, in connection with the audience was what they were seeing. Uh uh-huh. And so he not only had these two puppets on their hand, but was monitoring, it doing a monitor, and running a show, and having a conversation with Fran and the other puppets.
1: <laughs> and all timing it perfectly every time. Twenty nine thirty. Jeez, <laughs> that is incredible.
0: Yeah. It's it's wonderful. It's because when you watch this, when you when you go to our website, uh, where we we're selling our DVDs, mm-hmm. uh, it's very very simple to do. It's just type in. Uh, Google for Ananali dot com, and you can go right to our website and see all these things. Uh, it's 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 amazing when you start l- sort of dissecting it and looking at it with a ma- with a magnifying glass. But you can't do that very long because you become so involved yeah. that you really really can only go with them at all. You have to go with them at all.
1: Mm-hmm. It's now what? Amazing. What years do these the videos that are coming out on DVD the premier, it's it's called the premieres uh, the premier collectors premier, edition premier right?
0: collectors edition yeah
1: what years do do they span
0: that was they I bought them in 1975
1: mm-hmm okay
0: I bought them in 1975 and they had just been on uh, on uh, PBS for two years yeah, yeah. and um, it's uh, it's an amazing it's an amazing thing because uh. uh their, their their timing and everything else, if you look at some of the earlier kinescopes and so forth, were exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They, they, had the, they had it down to a perfection, you
1: mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And it's funny, the other day, um, I do a lot of crossword puzzles and things. You know, oh, t- Fran t-
0: was a big crossword really? puzzle. Really? <laughs> well, I do oh, like yeah. TV
1: Guide once. <laughs> 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 and what, uh, what I came across, I was doing one of them, and it says, What does kukla mean in Russian? Russian
0: did you
1: get it uh, i did well actually i at first i didn't know but then when i was looking over the material that took for this interview um then i saw you know that it meant uh, it's doll correct
0: it's a doll right yes
2: right. yeah
1: so
0: it's a, doll, it's a doll in in two languages russian and greek
2: oh okay
0: and he was he was making kuka uh he was making kukla and was taking it to a friend of his uh, who was a, a ballet dancer, very, very famous ballet dancer. And uh, he didn't want her to see it uh, after the uh, performance. And he had it hidden behind his back. And he pulled it out and she said, oh, Kukla. Uh-huh. And that's where he got his name.
1: Huh. That's amazing.
0: He started, he started in a very interesting way. As I told you there, RCA Victor, RCA Victor and, and, um, and Columbia, were in a race to win the right to uh, become the bearers of uh, color television. Mm-hmm. They were. Columbia had one system, and NBC had another system. So they were very, 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 very uh, c- competitive. Uh, and um, RCA Victor had put some TV screens in Marshall Field. The, the uh, big department store in Chicago. And Bert Hillstrom was a clerk, and he was playing around with puppets and loved puppets and looked at the, uh, the uh, TV monitors playing back things and so forth and so on, thought, you know, it would be sort of fun. I wonder if I could get them to let me do something. And he went to them, and they said, sure, at noontime we'll allow you to give, do a show in Marshall Fields. So one morning, and he got ready to do it, and then they came up time to do it, and he put up a card table in the lobby, and his mother played the piano, and he did the puppets. None of them were Kukla, Fran and Ollie, they were just other puppets. And they became so popular that it became the thing to do at lunchtime, was to go over to, to Marshall Fields and see him doing this and looking on the screen, and it was selling uh, to, TV sets like crazy,
1: huh? <laughs>
0: so that's how they got started.
1: Yeah. And now, uh, this program, Kukla, Friend, and Ollie was—it was on all the networks, right? At one point, it was on NBC, then ABC, then CBS, and PBS.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And then they, but then they were last on uh, cable. On uh, 1966 to 1969, they were on Star to cable. That's right.
1: Yeah. 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 And now, I understand that. This was the first television show that was aired in color nationwide by NBC?
0: That was, that was, that was the, that was, NBC finally won the uh, contest with with CBS Mm -hmm. because they were, they had, um, they were compatible, which meant that if you had a black and white screen, you could still watch a color show, Uh. and and, uh, CBS didn't have that that, uh, possibility.
2: Oh, okay. So the first
0: time in 1953, from Chicago, they had the first coast-to-coast color show on NBC, and it was Kukla, Fran, and
2: Ollie.
0: It was an operetta called uh, St. George and the Dragon, which was a takeoff on Dragnet.
2: Mm Mm-hmm, yep.
0: And the orchestra in the pit was the Boston Pops, and Arthur Fiedler was the conductor. You that?
2: Jeez. That's <laughs>
1: that's quite a thing to have. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean Isn't that something you know, that, that gives a big uh, uh a lot of validity to a program when you have somebody that big being you know, doing the music yep. for it.
0: And it and it got rave reviews and so forth and that was the beginning that was the beginning of color television. Uh and you didn't have to have a color television set, but of course that's something you would then beginning to long for,
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. To see it in color. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, the original announcer for the show was Hugh Downs, uh, correct? Hugh
2: Downs.
0: Hugh Downs. Huh. If you listen to some of the early early uh, uh, kinescopes, you sit there and think, "Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy?" You can hear him. You you never see him.
1: Oh, you, you never you saw him, him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was a very well-known guy. Obviously, very nice guy too.
1: Huh. And, and I, I understand that uh, Jim Henson uh, of the Muppets uh, was, uh, when he was inducted in the Radio Television Hall of Fame, that he, he paid a lot of tribute to them?
0: A lot of tribute. He said, we, we, all owe our, we all owe everything to, to uh, Bert Hilstrom, mm-hmm. because he was the first one to really become uh, a, a draw, to so to speak and allowed you to get involved you could get involved with the muppets they were some of them were very funny and very you know miss piggy and so forth and mm-hmm. so on but before that any puppets were simply uh mostly were string puppets for one thing
1: right yeah i can remember different shows having string
2: puppets yeah. sure
0: sure and and you couldn't get much control out of that sort of thing nor could you get much um uh, uh, inf- uh emotional Things from that, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what that's what makes Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. I mean, they love each other. They love Fran. Uh, they take care of each other, and uh, they might get they might get upset with each other. Kukla's always pulling Ollie out of trouble, you know. And yeah. Ollie's done, always de- Ollie is always demanding to be the 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 kingpin. Yeah. Uh, TV Guide a, a number of years ago said. He was the uh the the trou- the troupe was one of the best troops of uh actors around and Ollie was the uh Lawrence olivier of the troupe, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Jeez.
0: because he was always taking charge,
2: yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, and
0: and the uh when we brought out we brought these out in um nineteen sixty six we brought us other out for, to test the market to see if there would be a draw for people buying and Fran, and ollie mm-hmm. And the reviews were just absolutely extraordinary. I mean, really extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the TV Guide at that time uh, gave us a, a four-color, full-page review in the TV Guide. And she said, she said, Cuclefran and Ollie was part of my molecules. She said, I, looked, I watched them so long, and she said, every time the, the program was over, I'd run to the telephone and call my grandmother and we would we would see who could tackle best for Beulah witch my grandmother or me every day she said <clears throat> and that's that's how the, they all became such a part of their of of everybody's life yeah and and it, it was one of the extraordinary things that came and they have they have um they have uh... uh Fan letters from um, Marlon Brando. Wow. From, um, John John Steinbeck from uh, all of these different people. Mm. And letters, notes, Jeez. and presents. Carol Channing, for example.
2: Carol, yeah.
0: Carol mm. Channing, uh, Channing gave uh, Ber, uh, uh, Ollie a stick pin, a silver, silver stick pin, which he wears in Madame Music Musicale in our box set. Huh. And he... he she all, gets all dressed up in his, in this tuxedo and in pr- and right in front of the camera to show everybody the, the stick pin and say, hey, he, get, he got that from Carol Janning.
1: Um I, I'm making a note right now because I've interviewed uh, Carol before, okay. um, but I am going to be interviewing her again coming up shortly, and uh, I'm going to ask her about that and, and see if she oh, remembers it. She
0: is a big fan of her. Uh, she is a big fan,
1: a huh. big fan. Yeah, I'm going to talk to her about that, you know. She'll, she'll probably be surprised to hear me ask her that question, but
0: <laughs> I'll tell you a funny, I'll tell you a funny story. Um it was the talk of the uh, talk of the town, uh, as you will find out when I tell you this story. Fran got sick one time and Tallulah Bank had decided that she would help out. So she was going to come into the studio and be Fran Allison for a couple of days. Mhm. Well, the first time came, she was fine and everything like that. The next night, she was taking a shower, and she looked at the clock, and it was 7 o'clock, and she was in the shower, not at the studio. And she grabbed some And the first thing that she could grab, and got a cab, and came down to the studio, and came into the studio, and uh, Beulah looked over and saw what she was wearing, and said, come on up to the stage, come on up to the stage. What she was wearing was nothing but a mink coat. (laughs) <laughs> and of course Burr saw it and tried to lure her to come up to the stage
1: and, and this was live on the air
0: live on the air <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, uh, he said come on up to the stage talking through Bula's voice and, and she said no I can't it's just much too warm enough, much too warm and he said well take it off and it'll be fine and she said okay I'll take it off and she took it off right in the, there off camera off camera yeah. yeah but everybody the stage hands went crazy and laughing <laughs> Made all the newspapers the next day. <laughs>
1: Jeez. So, how did Burr react to that?
0: Oh, it was just marvelous. I mean, it was just—he had more fun every single. He had every single puppet coming up and looking at it and laughing at. It, you know, every single one of them.
1: So he had to keep changing hands.
0: Oh yeah. And,
1: wow. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Well, watch watch some of these in the, in, the, in some of our DVDs. Watch just. Now that you know how he was, how he was operating backstage, mm-hmm. watch how quickly one can disappear and the other can come up right on the same hand.
1: Boy, he he must have been incredibly fast to be incredibly, yeah. incredibly.
0: But but Fran never, in all the time that they were together, never, never, never once went backstage. She didn't want to see them hanging on mm-hmm. the wall and on the and on the, on the, on the pigs because they were not, they were not. Something
2: right. Yeah, they were real
0: live people.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And when he died, uh, Brian, when he died, he put a codicil in his uh, in his will that nobody could put their hand in those uh, hand puppets and be uh, Kukla, Fran- Kukla and Ollie and so forth. Uh-huh. Ever, ever, he,
1: ever. He didn't want anybody continuing it.
0: No. When he went, they went.
1: So he had the rights to to the characters. Yes. Yeah. Now, where are the the actual puppets now?
0: They are at the chicago history museum mm-hmm. there's they're all there, and a lot of scenery and and so forth and of course the uh the uh uh the uh black and white uh kinescopes are there as well uh-huh. but mm-hmm. they're all protected by 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 uh copyright and so forth
2: yeah yeah but
0: hmm. it's um I have one other thing i have to say that um she said, she, said that, um, she said that she just didn't want to see them hanging there at, at all because they, because they were so much alive. And she didn't want to ever have to get out there and think of anything else but the fact that Ollie was just a wonderful, wonderful dragon and how many people have, have, are able to talk to a wonderful dragon. <laughs> huh. and, and as Ollie said, too, he was very, very conscious of um, minority groups. He would always say, "I mean, uh, who who is more of a minority than a one-toothed dragon?"
2: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: I mean, who would ever even think of saying
2: it? Right. Like yeah. That, you know? Isn't that Jeez. wonderful?
1: So this is the 60th anniversary DVDs of Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, and they're going to be released on what day?
0: August 11th. August 11th. August 11th. And and. and it's in a beautiful uh, box set of uh, five, mm-hmm. and um, they uh, they're going to, they're being sold on our internet solely on our internet website. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is cooklefranandolly.com, and it's the easiest website to get to. You just go there and have a wonderful time, and then you buy the box set, and you get a free poster. Oh, the poster is a beauty. It's a one and a half feet wide and two feet long, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful to put up on your wall, and uh, has all the characters.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: it's really nice. it's really really neat. We're looking forward to it a lot. Yeah. Now, and is, of course we're getting the stamp too. We got a commemorative stamp.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. It's it's coming out the same time as the the commemorative stamp.
0: Exactly the same time. Wow.
1: Yep, yeah.
0: yeah. and it's got a wonderful picture of of Fran. I don't know where they got it. Uh I I gave them photoclonality because they'd already found a picture of Fran probably from some library that I didn't know about. But you can't look at that stamp, Brian, without grinning from ear to ear. Yeah,
1: I've seen I've seen the uh, the you know the prototype or whatever. Oh, have you? Have yes. you
0: seen it? Isn't that a wonderful stamp?
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and gosh. I'm sure collectors are going to go crazy over it. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be quite a quite a gala event. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, the stamp. It's the 20th, 60th anniversary of Cuckoo Fan and Ali, and the first time they've ever been on DVD. Hmm. So it's quite, It's going to be quite an occasion.
1: So none of the originals from the the fifties or anything, the forties, uh, are out at all. No, um,
0: there there are a few um, uh, black and white things that people have uh, stolen and put on on, uh, not selling them or anything like that, but just put them on the, on, on television for the fun of it. Uh huh. But um, I've I've taken I've taken um, six of. Taken six of them and uh, gotten some editors together to see how well we can uh, revive them because they were all on film. Kinescope was 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 film. Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, it, it deteriorates. Yeah. But I found I've found about so far out of the six, I've found three out of them are very very good, and at some point we'll bring those out along with the uh, the, the remaining thirty four shows as sort of a bonus. Hmm. Yeah. Which will be sort of fun too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so I was wondering how do, how do you you know I mean obviously obviously people have emailed me before and uh, asked me to find somebody to have on the show that uh, is involved with uh, you know deciding what comes out on the DVD and and things like that and and uh, you know I figured you must know.
0: <laughs> well, I do. We 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 are we 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 are um, sort of uh, geared to. M- Fortunately, we have uh, one or two shows for every uh, holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a Christmas show, three Christmas shows. We have a Halloween show. We have uh, 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 Amy's Irish Rose and all that sort of thing. So, of course, we want to do those uh, accordingly. We have one Christmas show in this uh, Premier Collector's Edition. It's called um, Tis the Season to be Ollie. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, marvelous show yeah and um and then so we're we're uh so we go along with the holidays, but it's a matter of 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 taking shows and putting uh shows together that the different characters are the lead of, of that particular show, mhm, so we Ollie isn't in all the shows uh or or not the lead in all the shows, yeah. Uh, nor Nor is Beulah Witch, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Beulah's a very popular popular show.
2: Yeah,
1: so they all had their storyline. They at, all have a storyline at some line. point.
0: But it's but these are not these are not uh, like a a a continuing uh, serial mm-hmm. uh, comedy. Uh, yeah. You know, there each one is a self-contained story. Yeah, and uh, it makes them a wonderful time. And we've had letters from. Around the world, we've even, we've sold we've sold um, on, our, on our initial home videos. We sold uh, in, in London. We sold in in uh, in uh, Vienna, in Japan. Wow, it's it's amazing. Uh-huh. It is amazing. <laughs>
1: Now, on your website, uh, that's another question I have. Can people uh, from all over the world order from that site? Because we do have listeners from all over the world. Uh, or, you know, do you accept different?
0: Yes, we're we're doing that. We're well, the one thing that that, but since one, the one thing that is uh, we're trying to improve upon is the is the shipping. It's it's very very expensive to ship across the ocean. Right, yeah. But they know that, you know, uh they know that they're aware of it. Or they sometimes will get um some a friend uh here to buy the show. Mm-hmm. And then send it just as a uh uh as a um uh a relative or something like that and you get a, a lower rate. Oh, you know?
2: okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the best thing to do. uh Uh-huh. uh-huh. A way to get around the high cost. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because
1: there's now. Are there any extras in the DVDs or no? No, no. It's just the, the shows themselves.
0: Just the show themselves. Just the show themselves. We wanted each. There's there are five distinct uh, uh, DVDs in each in the, in the Premier Collector's Edition, and it has its own uh, lining and its own uh, gorgeous, gorgeous uh, designs on the, each of the. Of the Boxes
1: mm-hmm. of the DVD. Yeah, I've seen the the. I, I believe it must be the cover of the DVD. Um,
2: I, oh, have you seen them? Yeah,
1: I've seen that. Not each of the indiv- if there's individual ones, I haven't seen. It. I've just seen the the one that says 60th anniversary, or maybe it was just a publicity poster of it. I'm not sure. Oh no, sure.
0: that's that's the box. That's the, that's probably the box set. The
1: cover of the box set. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's very, you know very eye catching, and uh, you know it brings back a lot of memories as you're looking, <laughs> looking. Oh, at it.
0: and and on the back of it, Brian, on the back of it is just a montage of all the Cuckoo, Fran, and Ollie's, and you're probably going to see about fifty different small little um, images of Cuckoo, Fran, and Ollie's on the back of the box.
2: Ah, okay.
0: And then on the back of the box too is uh, a very brief uh, uh, Tom Shales. Uh, the uh, from the Washington Post uh, loves Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Mm-hmm. Loves them. I mean, gave them a rave review on the on the home videos, and yeah. he ended his 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 um, newspaper. He gave us two full pages in the Sunday Washington Post.
2: Wow, he
0: loved him that much.
2: Jeez, and he
0: said they 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 were up there with the higher with the, with the best talent in television, and worthy of everybody that had a comedy genuinely comic attitude Mm. and he said uh burr's gone now and fran's gone now but i hope they realized before they left that they had their place in in mortality
2: yeah yeah
0: Mm. isn't that something
2: yeah geez
0: it really is and they are there we we call we're calling them it's a it's a classic because they are a classic we're now talking about the only way we can since we can't manipulate the puppets. The only way we can uh, keep them alive, so to speak, mm-hmm. is to do an animated uh, to do an animation. Yep. And we're working on an animated feature for them now. Oh,
2: okay. All so right. we
0: can continue keep, uh, keeping at, at them alive. And I sort of feel very dedicated to keep them alive for Burr and for Fran because of what they did and who they were and how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never it's never been done before.
2: Yeah. You can't
0: point to anybody else or any other show, and say, "Oh yes, that one was on five days, five days a week. Oh, that was extemporaneous." You can't do that. Yeah. And and when 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 you feel that a genius is there, when I, when I was, I would, I, I would walk past the stage when we were doing this the last thirteen episodes once in a while, and I would sort of duck to see if I could get by without. Somebody coming up and, uh, and saying, "What are you doing out there, Martin?" You know, and that sort of thing. And um, you could you could get into a, a a a conversation. I love Beulah Witch. I think she's just wonderful.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, I she he knew that I liked Beulah Witch, so most of the time, if I had to go out into the studio or something to do to, to do something, he had Beulah waiting for me behind the behind the proscenium. And I was just waiting, thinking, "What is he going to do today?" Because <laughs> all every, all the stagehands were waiting to, for it to happen too. Yeah. Huh. And I, after all, I was the producer, Brian. They could have a little <laughs> respect for me, don't you
1: think? Now, being the <laughs> producer for a show like that, um, <laughs> is it hard? To, was it hard to keep the reins in on on you know somebody like Burr, who is just, I mean, you know, he's so talented and so uh going through 12 puppets at a time and everything is was it hard to you know try to pull the reins in at all
0: well you couldn't because once the show started there's no way you could even talk to it
2: that's true yeah you know yeah
0: and it was it was it was fascinating it was this the thing the thing about the show is um we tried one time to put out some 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 clips of the show and you realize very quickly that you can't take five-minute clip out of *Kukla, Fran, and Ollie* unless it's a song.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because the show has a a a a, a um, slower pace than the, all these wisecracking uh, uh, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're they're they are creating a story and and they are creating relationships that uh, a clip you can't get it yeah so you could put out 15, 15 clips and nobody would be interested right yeah yeah but one time when i we were we were doing some color correction um and some sound cor- corrections and um uh i had a call from the lab and they said there's no sense you coming over today the sound editor isn't here and uh but i said i'm on i'm on. A, on a i've got to get this done he said well I tell you, we've got, a, we've got one sound editor here, he's Russian, but uh, if you want to come over and I thought, <laughs> the Russians, you know, what, what humor is there in a Russian, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something, Brian, we were not 15 minutes into this, into this show working to correct some sounds problems and so forth, and he was laughing louder than anybody else in the studio. Hmm. That Russian guy. And he'd never seen <laughs> Clifford grand Ollie before. Huh. That's how. That's how the, how enduring, and how basic, what they're doing, yeah, is, yeah. and it's it's presented in a, in a somewhat, um. Uh. What? Uh. Not, a a a classic way of of talking and so forth and so on, uh. That it catches up with you right yeah yeah i mean that guy had never seen kugel franau in his life huh. ever and and as i said i don't we have too many russian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not known for their for their sense of humor Yeah, uh,
1: and it's it's you know um... and the thing is it it spans so many generations um you know i mean from the like you say from the 40s all the way to i mean uh, being on stars which you know uh, wasn't you know that long ago and
0: they've got three generations
1: yeah i mean that's that's amazing that a show could i'll I'll tell you you a couple of interesting interesting stories
0: (laughs) when we were doing the home videos uh i didn't have my phone number on the on the on the box at all and uh, I didn't want people calling me up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, but every once in a while somebody who was dedicated or desperate would find my phone number out when I was living out in Santa Monica uh-huh. and I made the mistake of picking up the phone uh-huh. when my uh-huh. secretary wasn't around well I have two stories I will never forget one woman called up and it was the end of November and we had put at that point a bounce back in the box in other words if you sent this card back, you would get a free poster. Mm-hmm. this time you're going to get a free poster with the, with every every box set that you get, yeah, but that one we you had to send it in because we were trying to build up a, a mailing list so this woman called up at the end of November, and she said, "I am desperate. i just bought brought bought your box set of uh cofran and Ollie for my son for Christmas, and he he is He sort of guessed that I've I've gotten it, but I, I haven't really told him that I did. But I said, he said, I can't send this card back because it won't get to you in time to get the poster back. And he's going to be, he is going to be devastated, absolutely devastated. So I said to her, don't worry, I think you're talking to the right person. And I'll take your name and address and I will send you the poster and I will promise to take it up to the post office myself this afternoon. Hmm. And she said, oh, that is so nice. That would be so nice of you. I said, tell me, how old is your son? And she said, 47.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, does she know she was talking to you?
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think so. (laughs) 47. 47. he was going to be devastated if he didn't get his (laughs) post. And another woman called up. This one was something, too. She was talking with a Middle Eastern accent. So so heavy that I could barely understand her. I mean, I know she was obviously was giving me her address and so forth, but I could hardly follow her. Mm-hmm. But she was getting two sets of the uh, home videos for her two grandchildren. Yeah. So I took down all this information and I finally and I said, well, that's very nice. How, how old are your grandchildren? She said, well, Harry's eight years old, but Sally isn't born yet. She's got two months to come. <laughs> but <laughs> they were buying it ahead of time, took <laughs> the friend print and all this so she'd have it when she was born. Wow,
2: <laughs> isn't
0: that something
2: jeez planning ahead <laughs>
0: planning ahead and another woman what another woman sent me a letter long letter saying thank god there there's still good television on mm-hmm. and i she said "I, I bought the uh, your box set, and my my uh grandchild and I have watched all five of the shows eight times already. Wow! Eight times already. Jeez, it's amazing. Yeah, and 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 and, uh, uh, one of my press people, uh, has a uh, two young kids, two years, two years old and three years old, and she took the uh, the uh, the collector's edition at home, and put one of them on the, on the DVD, and the little kids watched it, and when it was over. They got up and went and pushed the button again to start it all over again. <laughs> and they'd never seen Cougar Grand before. Yeah. Jeez. There's something there, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's hard to put, put it into words, but if you watch it, you feel it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Now, this the 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 movie that you said you were thinking about doing, um, yeah. are you thinking traditional cell animation or uh, 3D Computer animation. Well, well
0: we, I, I, I am very enamored of Pixar's work. You know. Oh yeah. I thought
2: Ratatouille was absolutely wonderful. Oh, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> what uh, amazing, amazing in every respect. And if I could get Pixar to uh, uh, do something, it would be just the finest thing in the world. And they might very well be the people to do it. Yeah, they.
1: That,
2: because
0: the audience, of course, is, is huge.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, Anything was, they do.
0: Sixty, sixty million baby boomers today. Yeah. And their grandchildren, and their children.
1: Yeah, everybody's seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have
0: high, I have, I have high hopes, and I just think that Kukla, Fran, and Ollie is as much of a classic as Winnie the Pooh and uh, and so forth and so on.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, and it it's proven by, uh, the a the number of people who have have watched it, but also the huge cross section of people who've watched
2: it. Mm Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it's just it, they come from all walks of life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Geez. Because they are very, very real, and the, their emotions are real, and their problems are real. And uh, but then, of course, you can't have problems like Ollie. He, <laughs> he doesn't have any um, flames coming out of his mouth because his great, great, great uncle was cr- swimming across the Hellespont, being chased by all the Turks, and he swallowed too much water, and they'd never been able to get the same
2: boy his ancestry again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
1: he thought of those things, yeah. on the fly. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing, Martin. I, I want to just, if, if you if you don't mind, I, I want to just take a just a second to to swerve off to another uh, topic uh, besides this, just so people have an idea of of your background. Oh,
2: sure.
1: Um, you know, I don't want them to think that this is all you've done was Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Um, you've actually won uh, some very prestigious awards. Uh, were they? They were Emmys, correct?
0: Eighteen Emmys.
1: 18, no. Oh, I I thought it was straight. Yeah, eighteen Emmys. Eighteen Emmy awards.
0: So you're talking about the after-school specials. the
1: after-school specials, people may not realize that that you were involved with those too.
0: I was not only involved, but I was the most prodigious uh, uh, producer of them, I produced 26 of them Mm -hmm. 26 after school specials, I just love I I never produce anything Brian, I mean I've been in the theater and I produce 15 shows for their national tours and all that sort of thing but I've never produced anything to make money the only thing that I like to do is do things that I love Yeah. and I got in on the beginning of the after school specials um, uh, I, I did the third after-school special they ever did and ABC liked it so much they gave me a, a an exclusive for seven more. Mm-hmm. But I loved the show. I loved the what they were doing and the kids who were watching it realized that we were really meaningful. We were not kidding them. We were not pulling their string. We were not trying to just entertain them. We were trying to tell them that it's okay to be a teenager
1: yeah yeah, I can and- remember those shows they i mean they were they didn't they they handled some serious issues at times oh
0: we did, we went everything from from homosexual to um uh drunken driving to yeah. um uh people living with Drunken parents, all everything you can imagine.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't think back then, you know. I mean, nowadays, you know, you see that type of thing, you know, tackling this different type of issues. But back then, you didn't think of that. And, and you know, all of a sudden, it would be these shows, and you're like, "Wow, they're talking, yeah. they're talking about this."
0: And and they were very smart. They were very smart on two different on two different levels. They purposely went for the afternoon because there was the that ghetto for kids for the. The uh, comedies on Saturday,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then there were the prime time people. But there was nothing for the teenage teenagers. Yeah, and they went specifically to, for that audience. And they said they had only one rule for us: you cannot have the adult uh, in the show wagging a finger or solving the problem. It has got to come from the kid.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And with that, uh, with that, the kids felt. That that's what it was, and that it was real.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we would get letters. I mean, I'm telling you, I got a letter. I got a letter Christmas this past Christmas from a, a guy in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I never even knew there was a. Las yeah, Vegas, I didn't know. <laughs> He's got to be forty years old, Brian. Mm-hmm. He sat down uh, after watching the uh, uh, on my on DVD. Watch a show called. Um, uh, a special gift uh, about a boy a boy living on a farm in, in Missouri and uh, a good basketball player but he really wanted to be a, a ballet dancer mm-hmm. and um, he said I bought the DVD and he said it brought everything back to me he said you saved my life wow he said I wasn't uh, it was nothing about the kid being gay or anything like that mm-hmm. he was just wanted to be a ballet dancer
2: yeah yeah
0: and his father was an, around and he couldn't dare show his father that he was being a ballet dancer mm-hmm. but some he said i used to wear strange um uh, uh, uh shirts not like everybody else and so i was sort of set off by other other people but he said i will never forget that show as long as i live and and this is 30 years later he he writes me a letter
2: wow that's <laughs>
0: I mean it's just amazing.
2: So
1: yeah, I mean that must make you feel good though that you can affect people even, you know. Oh, it does. After this
2: long and
0: It does. I was I was doing a uh, I did another show called um, Picking Up the Pieces. No, um, I mean the pinballs. Wonderful. about kids living in a foster home. Mhm. And um, uh, it's being it's it's being used in schools around the country still.
2: Really? Yeah, wow. it's a
0: wonderful wonderful story and a wonderful author. But um, I was doing a, an editing on another after-school special, and I was looking for a lab that I wanted to use. And um, I called up and said, give me, Would you give me your rate card? And I, I'd like to come over and see if I can work with you. And he said, Okay, I'll send you the, give me your address. And I said, Martin Tossi. He said, You're Martin Tossi? And I said, Yes. He said, Listen, why don't you come out and have r- brunch with me or lunch with me? I'd love to take you to lunch. I'm the new sales editor. And I said, well, I really don't need that because I've been there before. No, no, he said, please do come home. So I went over and there was an Asian guy. Turns out he was from Taiwan and we had lunch together. And he said, now this lunch is on me because I, my brother and I owe you a great debt. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, my father and mother came from Taiwan and they had, both had to work, and we were latchkey kids, and we could barely speak English. And we started to learn English by watching television, and we found the after-school specials. Mm-hmm. And we saw a show called The Pinballs. And at the end of the show, everything worked out for the, for these kids to, to get a better life. And he said, I turned to my brother, and I said, if they can do it, we can do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Jeez. And
0: he's never forgot that, and that was nineteen seventy eight. Wow. Jeez. So it's it it the the it's something it's something akin to Fran and Ollie because it 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 is a reality it's it's, it's you it's a reality that you're watching whether they're puppets or real people mm-hmm. and you feel that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I it's hard to explain that's 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 a little crass way of saying it but it's it's if i thought about it i could write about it it might be might be able to do it better
2: Mm. but
0: it's you're you're really watching human beings being human beings
2: yeah yeah
0: instead of saying why don't we jazz up the the uh uh, kids and show them drinking drinking uh this and that marijuana and screwing around and so forth and so on all kids don't live that way, right? Yeah. Most yeah. kids don't live that way.
2: Yeah. And and,
0: th- th- and there, you know, the after-school special was the only show of its kind on television.
1: Oh yeah, it was. It was different. I mean, <laughs> it
0: was that different. You're absolutely right, Brian. Yeah. And 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 if and those kids who needed it, they knew where they could go to get it.
2: Yeah. And, and, and ABC and it,
0: just flourished
1: like crazy. Yeah, it was, it, it was like you say, it was something that was, it's what, and I don't want to sound, <laughs> you know, preaching or anything, but it, that is what TV was meant to do. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, That's I mean, you've got to have some, rea- some things where, you know, you can just fluff stuff that you just enjoy and laugh at and everything like that. But what you were doing there was very, uh, you know, it had meaning to it.
0: And do you know how many people watched my shows? Four thirty in the afternoon.
1: I don't 13, even. P-
0: Thirteen million people.
1: Thirteen million.
0: Thirteen million people watch my show. Jeez, that's. And pe- and and today the networks brag when they get five million people watching. Right. Watch <laughs> Thirteen million people in the afternoon.
2: Yeah. Jeez. I, the
0: first the first show that I did with a uh, uh, a parent an, an alcoholic parent destroying a. Some of the lives of, the, of their kids. Um, I was. Um, I told the. I told um, ABC I'd be glad to go out and do some PR for you because I came from that family. And um, they put me on t- the, t- the, the Today Show. And David Hartman was on it at that time. David, yeah. And I came arrived arrived at four o'clock in the in the morning to get makeup and everything, because it was in New York. And um, he came in. And he said, uh, introduced himself, and I I said, I'm very glad to meet you. And he said, "Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I grew up with an alcoholic father. And I I said, well, so did I. He said, well, please don't try to bring me into the conversation. Uh, I would appreciate that if you wouldn't. And I said, your father's Paul Hartman, isn't he? And he said, how did you know that? I said I produced the national tour of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, and Paul Hartman was in it, and he was one of the most wonderful comedy actors you could ever see,
2: Hmm. and he was
0: totally sober, totally, and he, David should have been very proud of him for being able to do that. Yeah. So we went on the show, and um, the scene they they we had a very nice talk, and then they showed a clipping a clip of the uh, little girl having a birthday party and the drunken mother coming down the stairs and destroying the whole thing. And we it ended the scene and went back and talked to David and we ended the show and I went back to ABC to have breakfast with him. And I walked down the hall and people were coming out of the office and saying, oh my God, that was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. And I said, well, thank you. But I didn't know, I didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, I was just... You know, being interviewed. Right. Yeah. I got down to to uh, uh, the uh, the after-school special offices, and Mickey Mickey Dwyer was there, and she said, "Come here. I want to watch. I want to show you the show." And she showed me the show, and I saw I saw what everybody saw, and said, "Why it was so incredible." When they came off that clip, Brian, they were on his face, and if you didn't know. That he was reliving that scene, mm-hmm. you were absolutely stoned
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. he
0: it said on that scene on his face, he had been there before wow that's how it that's how those things were,
2: yeah, yeah, jeez that's
0: how those things were but um, so I'm indebted to a b c and um I just think they were i got i got, I went into a b c because when I was doing the after school when I was doing my things on broadway i I was licensing this. Hit shows and musicals and plays, and sending them on their tour. But I didn't own anything. And um, I, was, I would license them, and I didn't own anything. And I, I did Funny Girl, the national tour of Funny Girl. Wow. And um, Ray Stark, who was the producer, uh, didn't, get a, hadn't, didn't have a movie because everybody thought Barbara Streisand was the star, and Barbara Streisand was not a star in Ames, Iowa she was a star on Broadway uh, and so he, no, no studio would do it well my show went out and we played in, across the country rave reviews every place it was just extraordinary and um, it, it was obvious that the musical was the star mm-hmm. I mean it was the star because we opened in Dallas Texas and uh, at the state fair and when the, when the orchestra started the overture and they got up to people people, da, da 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 and the audience started to applaud, and I turned to my secretary and I said, boy, are we in. If they're applauding people, <laughs> and not without any star on the stage, we're in.
2: Wow, jeez. And we
0: played across the country to, to packed houses, and we came out here and sold out four weeks in uh, the Biltmore Theater, and at the end of that rack, at the, at the end of that run, Ray Stark had his movie deal. <clears>
2: hmm <throat> Jeez. And he
0: didn't send me a rose or a box of cigars or anything. Oh, really?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I decided that I wanted to do something else and own it.
2: Uh uh-huh. and,
0: and one of the things about the after-school specials were to, to lure people to do it. You would own the show, so uh-huh. I owned twenty-six after-school specials.
2: Wow, jeez. And that's
0: very—that was very rare at that time. And it's just you know, you don't have that at at all television I, right it, yeah <laughs> yeah huh. but that got me into television and uh but i've always been i've always been drawn to uh uh reality no matter how, if, if the reality is after school specials or if it's the reality of of um fran singing uh a love song to to uh, ollie
2: yeah yeah
0: it's the same thing in different form.
2: Well,
1: I'll tell you, I can't wait for the the, the sets to come out. And uh, well,
0: thank you. I I appreciate you saying that, Brian. And I think they're going to be
1: terrific. Oh yeah, and yeah. we're we're definitely going to put a um, link on our website to your website so people can
2: oh how can just
1: click on it and go. You know, when they come see listen to the interview here, we can uh, they they'll have a button that they can just push and go directly to your site to to get it.
0: Well, that is so nice of you, Brian. Yeah. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, you know we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and uh, hope everybody enjoys you know hearing about the different things that you've told us. And uh, well, I, I hope I hope they do too, and
2: I hope uh, I
0: hope you had a good time as well. Oh uh, yes,
1: it's been fascinating listening to you. You know, I love hearing stories of of you know different shows and things like that, and and especially in such a classic. I mean, you know. The, the, the behind the scenes things and everything that you've told us it's just just fascinating
0: it's it is it is fascinating and it and it, and it is real and it, it is still real after sixty years you know yeah it is just amazing it is truly amazing mm-hmm. and um, we're looking forward to it a lot and I greatly appreciate your inviting me to come on your show
1: great thank you
2: you're very welcome <laughs>
1: Well, we really want to thank Martin Tassi for talking with us, and uh, he's such a great guy taking that time to talk to us. And I'm sure he's very busy, but uh, he he really, you know, really talked with us about Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, and loved hearing those stories. It just fascinating, and we want to thank him for sharing those stories with us. A true classic TV show. And if you want to uh, get a copy of uh, your own copy of Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, the only place you can get it is by going online and ordering it at kukla, Fran, and Ollie.com. Now, to make it easier for you, right on our website, there is a link that you can just click on. It'll take you right there. You can look over their site, and uh, if you want to order it, you can do so. All right? And remember to check our website often to see if uh, we've posted who is going to be coming up on an interview, and you could send us your questions for that person, and we can ask them your questions. Now, uh, like I've said before, we can't get all the questions on, obviously, because a lot of them are repeats and everything, but... um, a lot of them are uh, something that we can do. Uh, we try to get as many as we can on, but uh, it's, sometimes it's tough. Uh, we'll see what we can do anyways. You can send them to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll see what we can do. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to join us Thursday of this week for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. Normally, we do it once a week, but we've got a special episode coming up this week on Thursday. So uh, be sure to be with us, because... Today we talked with um, Martin about uh, a show that was really at the very beginnings of television. And next, on Thursday, on the next show, we will be having an interview with a director of a TV show that is coming out in September on NBC. A brand new show. So we're we're, we're hitting both uh, ends of the spectrum here. So it's uh, something you want to check out because this is going to be a great show. And uh, we have a director uh, who is directing the show and we're going to be talking to him about that. And his name is Anthony Russo. And he's also done some movies, worked with Owen Wilson and all sorts of different things. But he's the director of uh, Community, which stars uh, Joel McHale and Chevy Chase. So Be sure to be listening for that. That's coming up on Thursday of this week. And then uh, we'll, of course, have our other show coming up on the following Monday, our normal show. All right, so that's about it for now. Until then, this is Brian saying take care.